You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah! Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Friday, the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 to fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. You made it. Friday. Supposed to be nice today. Gonna get warm. Gonna be plus 11 in the beautiful city of Calgary today. You you all right? I got an almond stuck. (laughs) Gotta get my protein in before we start the show, George. For all that lifting you do. Yeah, I'm swole. You lift, bro? Swole in the sense that I have a lot of salt and I'm retaining some water. Oh, okay. Um, Going to be 11 degrees today. Sunny. Love be it. Beautiful day. In Cal- maybe maybe borderline patio weather if you wore a sweater with the sun oh, shining. There will be people on the patio if it's double yep. digits. They probably won't even be in sweaters. There's some lunatics around here. That- well... As soon as it gets north of zero, it's like, oh, shorts, flip-flops, tank tops, and patio yeah, I, beers. Like, I, I get it because you're so used to the cold that when it does get a little warmer, it doesn't feel the yeah, same. Yeah, up here in the Arctic. Yeah, I'm still soft as butter in the hot sun, so mm-hmm. I still freeze pretty much every yeah. time I walk home from work. <laughs> Tough. Because I'm soft. Yeah, it's that Easterner. Stop I it. I don't know what I'm doing here. No, you don't. <laughs> um... You know what I was thinking too, right before the uh, right before I turned on the microphone. What were you thinking? Well, number one was what am I doing here? But number two, <laughs> why why did I make these decisions? Number two was uh-huh. um, number was two was this is my uh, last full week for the next two weeks. Oh, because next week we're not on because it's uh, Good Friday. Yeah, we're getting, and then the following week off. I'm not here on the Friday. Man. How are you going to, like, you probably it, are exhausted yeah, because it you've is, been going for weeks. You know what? It's been a while since I've had a day off. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. Really like, need it's one. Yeah. starting to feel it a little bit. Yeah. You're getting must, a little itchy. You look tired. Nah, I'm like, <laughs> Georgie, how many days in a row? I'm like the Cal Ripken of this show yeah, right now. Yeah. Something like that. I got a longer streak than you do right now. You, you were do. away. Yeah. I did take some time. Patrick off. was yeah. gone. Yep. Yeah, uh, Alex hasn't missed any no, shows, have you? Alex comes in on the weekends for fun, so it's oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I I don't know. I don't, I don't think got you anywhere have, else to be. Uh, last time when you were sick, that was probably the last oh, time. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, you were sick when I was here. We had GVP. I got the longest streak going right now on the show. Mm-hmm. Wait, we would have had that in the pool. <laughs> Nobody. Brief. Yeah, but uh, it's a Flames game night. Sure. They're in Vancouver tonight to play those streaking Canucks. Look out. I just, I can't, I wish I could just, just show you how much I just eye roll. Just thinking about the Canucks and what a joke organization that is. And their fans are always so like brutal on Twitter. And I know I like, I know they love their team and they're so passionate about it, Mm. but it's the same thing every year. Like they get hot down the stretch where it's meaningless. And then they're like next year. Watch out for the Canucks. No, 
There's still way too many holes on that team, and that blue line still sucks eggs. That's right, eggs. Nice. Get them. Yeah, like the thing about the blue line is Quinn Hughes is having himself a good year. Sure. They've got a couple of good players up front. Pedersen's a good player. Miller's a good player, although... The bad contract? Yeah, with a, not a good contract. And, you know, he still that has... Kuzmenko's a, nice he has found an, money. He's that he's having an excellent season. Yeah. He's already got 37 goals. Yeah. Like, he's having himself a good year. With that weird candy cane tape. They've got some decent, like, middle-of-the-roster guys that are probably playing a little too high than you'd like. That Oliver ekman Larson trade is still just awful, awful, awful all the way through. Yeah. Um, like, they have some size on their back end, but at the same time, I, I don't like their back end like the same way that, you do, you know, you look at the Devils and you're like, look at all the length here. Wow, this is fantastic. Except you actually like that blue line. Yeah. Um, and the the reason that they're hot right now is Thatcher Demko is healthy. He missed like half the season. He came sure. back. He's been healthy. They would be a lot closer to the race if Demko had been healthy, but it would have been the same thing as the, as the Jets. An elite goaltender probably covers up a lot of problems with the team. And it's as the ultimate a result, deodorant, Maddie. Yeah, sure is. Covers up a lot of the stank of a team. Uh-huh. Granted, there's like, you know, how many teams in the NHL get into the playoffs based on their goaltending alone each year? A yep. handful, for sure. sure. And sometimes they win it because of their goaltender. Yes, sir. Um, busy show as usual. Uh Nick Kiprios, real Kipper and Born. Um, he's still although he doesn't say it, he Nick is still very dialed into the NHL. Oh, very much so. Uh, he's joining us at 7.30. Uh, the voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 960, as usual on Friday, our man Derek Wills. And uh, 8.30, Ricky Romero, former Blue Jay, all-star. Good join us at 8.30. Excited to talk to Ricky Romero. Yesterday was a lot of fun, hey? Yeah. Blue Jays uh, beat the uh, Cardinals in St. Louis yesterday, 10-9. to in a weird uh, and and uh, wacky game, weird and wacky. Uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to that game first, but um, the voicemail line continues to be a thing. Yeah. Now, again, as I said yesterday, I would assume that eventually we're not going to get any calls because it's just going to peter out, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want, especially on a Friday night tonight. If the Flames win and or lose, I'd love to hear from some of our listeners to call into the voice the voicemail. That would be and ideal. To leave us a I message. would like this a lot. Especially after you, you tipped a few and the Flames win. I'd love to hear you break it down for us on our voicemail, which by the way, the number is, oh man, 403-407-0238 or as I've kind of came up with a little formula, mm-hmm. 403-4070 bet. 4070 bet. Yeah. And you can bet that we will listen to it and contemplate yeah. putting it on the air. Um, Alex, you got a couple for us from yesterday? Yeah, we got a we got a couple. Um, one from our buddy Brad out in England. Okay, let's, start there? let's let's hear that one. Hey, George, Maddie, everyone on the show. I uh, just wanted to give you a bit of an update on the nine 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 challenge on opening day. Hmm? Oh. Uh, it's Brad here in Worcestershire, England, by the way. So. We're through five innings. I'm on my fourth now, which is a 5.1% beer brewed in Spain. Mm-hmm. And I'm on my fourth hot dog. So slightly falling behind the pace, but uh, I'll keep you updated. But so far, so good. Okay. Uh, Brad, he didn't keep us updated, though. <laughs> That's the funny thing is there's no update. So, Brad, 
I need to know. Brad, yeah, uh, Alex needs uh, closure on that tidbit. Please. It was, it was the perfect game to do this just because it was so long. So Yeah, I need you're to right. Know. I was going to ask because I was thinking about this as I was watching the game. Like, does it have to be one per inning or does it just have to be all yeah. nine by the end of the game? Or do I have to keep up a certain pace? No, it's could I house four the, beers and four dogs in no, the first the inning? No, nine nine challenges one beer, one hot dog per inning. So I can't jam it all into nope. Mm. So if they get through, like if they go three up, three down, back to back, you better eat, you better eat in that quick. pitter patter. Mm. Yeah, wow. And it, and you yesterday would have been the ideal game for it. It would have uh, been the perfect yeah. game for it. I like how you think like. You know, maybe you got an angle. Maybe I'll crush four beers. Oh, right I away. think I could easily do it if I if I didn't have to do it inning per inning. I could do this, no question. Okay, because eating the hot dogs is the tough part. Because I you could know, easily you crush get with nine beers. I could easily crush four hot dogs in the first inning and then sprinkle five in over the rest of the eight. Okay, I think I could do that for sure. Um, what but else? When there's there? a timeline, yep. oh, that's when mm. maybe we got to do it. Maybe we got to end up doing it. Here's what I think. I think me and you should create some sort of big bet. Yeah. Okay. And the loser has to complete the 999 challenge. Okay. Ooh. Or or we do a we make a bet on the 999 challenge. Okay. But the problem is, you see, um, I don't really have a good beer tolerance. So I'm going to be completely wrecked after <laughs> 9 beers. That's fine. I'll be like, "Here's another thing, Alex. Well, if you don't fine. play that clip on time, like it'll be like that. I'm gonna claw your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna jump over this desk. No, we should do it. I'm in. Nine 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 challenge. We uh, can get some. You know, we'll do that. You yeah. and I will do that. And Alex, you can stream it on. I don't know, whatever. Document it. Yeah, like stream it somewhere. I don't know wherever you stream it. Absolutely. I, I could get behind that. Is it Twitch? Yeah. Discord, Twitch. Twitch. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Twitter, um, YouTube. Yeah. Whatever. One of those young kids things. Just stream it. Snap. Hey, want it? Hey. Why don't you come watch me play a video game for four hours? That's exciting. So, um, okay, it's exciting. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that after the flame season, the nine 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 challenge for a Blue Jay game, and then you and I will just hammer it. Should we do it the Jays game after the flame season ends? As in, like, we just need make to it an arbitrary sorrows of the flames. Just season make it going an down and- arbitrary day. Yep. That way, even if it's like an eight o'clock game, show the next day, no problem. Okay, we just put it in pen right now. You're on sailor, right okay. there. Put yep. her there, pal. No, I don't want you know. Oh, you know yeah. everything's clean. Knuckleball. No. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. We'll just knuckle it. All right, Alex. Uh, play one more. Let's see. What do you got? Today's '90s trivia question of the day is for Brody. Who did Zach Morris date? Was it A, Laura Winslow, B, DJ Tanner, C, Kelly Kapowski, or E, Kimmy Gibbler? E, what happened did to D? You, you D? meant D. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't know this, did you? I, I had no idea. And I like how we busted out two characters from Full House, Kimmy Gibbler yeah, and DJ them. Tanner. But obviously it's Kelly Kapowski. You didn't know that? Yeah, Kelly Kapowski was like my childhood crush. I was going to guess Kelly Kapowski because you I, talk about her all the time, yeah. but that was the only name that really um, like, rung a bell for me there. Dudes who are Generation Xers like myself, mm-hmm. who grew up on Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. like Kelly Kapowski was it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and especially when they work at the uh, at the beach club, mm-hmm. the summer episodes too. Yeah, my goodness, you're like describing Miley Cyrus like yeah, ten and, years later for just, another generation. I I do want to throw a little um, addendum to what he was saying. Zach also dated Stacy Carosi in those beach episodes, yes. who was played by uh, Leah Romini. Yeah, the, she the was king the of hotel, Queens, the fame. hotel heiress. Yes, yes, she was. <laughs> See, look, Patrick knows his stuff. He's dialed, dude. Um, Mike Golick's brother was uh, was the bartender. Oh, really? Yeah, Bob Golick. Okay. Yeah. Um, More you know. Oh, he was in the college years, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, college years. He was a bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Alex, um, we only have your brother's one left, right? Uh, yeah, well, we we have one more, but... I don't know. I don't know if they knew they were calling us. No, they were. He was just being weird. <laughs> so uh, your brother Marcus, who I guess wants to be a part of the show, welcome aboard. Uh, called yesterday and left a three and a half minute voicemail that I actually sat there and listened through. You did. He went through verbatim the scene in Spider Man starring Tobey Maguire. Every single like, and even talked through the scene. Of like th- stuff that was happening without the dialogue too. Wait, the the Macho Man scene? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the I bone saw scene. <laughs> we love that movie. That's that's a big yeah, hit it, in our household. Again, I'll never mm. I'll never get that three and a half minutes back. No, but Alex has isolated the part where he does the uh, the bone saw part, the Macho Man impression. All right. So can you play Marcus's impression, please? Hey, freak show! You going nowhere? I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of take time. It's pretty good. Now, can you play <laughs> yours from yesterday? There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. I got to say, his brother did a better job a little bit. I got to agree. I got to say, Marcus's was better, Alex. Uh, I, I'll give it to him. Marcus, is a, he's got a good voice for that, so... You sound very You're one cool dude, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say so that dumb. Up. Yeah, great job, uh, Marcus. Please don't call in with another four minute voicemail. <laughs> I, I like how long does the voicemail go for? I like cause Marcus left a three like a three and a half minute vo- is there a time limit? Can you call in for ten minutes and then Alex has to sit there for ten minutes and listen to it? We might just have to test the limits. I think it's uh, safe to say that if your voicemail is over four minutes. Probably not going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, Who, who's Four- going to clear the voicemail box if it gets full? I don't know. Art. Four zero three four zero seven zero two three eight. I don't know how any of this works. Me neither. Four zero three forty seventy bet. Four zero three forty seventy bet. There it is. Call the voicemail at any time. Get us on the horn. Yeah. Looking forward on to the old Monday. Blower. If you want to call in and do your own Macho Man, please. Yeah. Colin, we'd love to hear it. Or any real WWE impersonation. You know, yeah, it is WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, because Marcus Brody uh, definitely was bringing it. And he put his, uh, he stuffed his brother into a locker because how much better his impression was. <laughs> yeah. Found him in the hallway, yeah. pantsed him, threw him in the locker. Pretty much. Called her a day. And he even took your lunch money or oh. ate the lunch your mom made for both of you. He <laughs> ate double the lunch that day. <laughs> So uh, it's a Flames-Canucks game day. Um, Flames in Vancouver tonight. Weird Friday night game as well. Uh, Nothing again, like an 8 o'clock start on yeah, a Friday, hey? I've been, uh, I've been saying this all week. To me, this feels like a trap game, and it shouldn't be a trap game because there's only seven games left in the season, and the Flames desperately need two points. But I just don't like this spot tonight for the Flames and because uh, Vancouver's been playing so well, and they're so loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, it's a dangerous spot tonight. The Flames. It 
it appears a little sketchy from yeah. the outside. Like, yep. and I think it's also fair to say that this is a, a Flames team that has not necessarily like dominated lesser competition. Last year, they dominated lesser competition. This year, that has not been the case. So, we'll look and see what they can do. Like, the the big X factor for me is Thatcher Demko. Like, what does the netminder for the Vancouver Canucks have to show tonight? Because that's one of the harder things for the Flames to do, right? It's score goals. And if you got an elite netminder on the other side, it just becomes that much harder to do. Yeah. Um, no, I guess no Tanev tonight. We'll definitely find out later tonight, but that's concerning. No, no Chris Tanev. Uh, missed another practice yesterday. Uh, having really seen him around the ice, which is uh, around I, the I ring. I saw that his uh, stall has been removed as they ran out of stalls. Mm. He doesn't have one right now. Oh, okay. Because they had to put one for Coronado. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Pike said that on Twitter. So they removed Tanev's stall, so maybe he's done for the year. I don't know. Uh, oh, no. I would assume that's not good news. That that feels like it could be tinfoil hatty, but yeah. also feels like it could be real not good. But it also... There's two things to look at But here. it's also uh, the probably 8,000th reason why this team needs a new barn. That you don't have enough room in your dressing room to have an extra stall. Like, I will say the flame, and if you've ever had the privilege of being in the flames room, it's, uh, it's something. It's, uh, it's a room where you can get changed to play hockey in. It's similar to a lot of rooms in other NHL barns if they were for the road teams. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. Saying road locker rooms are better in some buildings? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so that's no good. Um, they need him. I doubt Coronado makes his debut tonight. And why would he? Because the Flames had that big win over the Kings. He skated online with Pelche and Rizicka yesterday, which, um, yeah, that would be trending towards a scratch. Yeah, which is fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Because no, uh, you have that monstrous win over the L.A. Kings. And now you try to ride that momentum tonight in Vancouver. Against the Canucks. Uh, last night, you're going to get to it in the Rose Report straight ahead. You got lots to do Lot. in the Rose Report. Uh, that team I don't want to like even think about mm-hmm. had another big loss last night in regulation. So that's good news. You can only uh, beat teams that are way better than you so many times. Like, for example, the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yesterday, UC Saros watched a lot of that game. UC Saros did everything he could in his power. But um, that Predators team... Not only do they have the most daunting schedule in the NHL, but they are extremely banged up right now. Mm-hmm. Yossi's been out for seven games. Forsberg's have been gone for almost half the year. Johansson and Duchesne are both out of the lineup right now. Like they compared the um, the two top sixes yesterday on the broadcast between the Predators and the Penguins. The Penguins were like thirty-five million dollars and like three thousand plus NHL games. The Predators were less than a thousand NHL games and like four and a half million dollars in salary for their entire top six. That's crazy. But they did their best. Yep. And then they lost. Lost to get to today. Kipper, uh, Nick Kiprios, Derek Wills, and uh, Ricky Romero. Uh, It's a Flames game night. Flames and Canucks. The Rose Report straight ahead. Lots to discuss on that Blue Jays win over the Cardinals. We'll do that straight ahead. That was a fun game to open the season. Uh, later on, I'm going to tell you about the worst banner probably ever in professional sports was raised to the rafters last night. Really? We'll A new story. worst banner? Yeah, and I'm trying to get good audio of what happened while you were sleeping at Dodger Stadium last night because it's 
It's an awesome clip. Oh, yeah? We'll do all of that. Okay. Um, Because I'll have to explain to you what happens, but just the crowd reaction is just fantastic. Love it. Yeah, we'll do all of that. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. 7.30, Nick Kiprios, real kipper and born over under friends at Sportsnet 590, the fan. Yes, sir. Derek Wills, the voice of the Calgary Flames at 8 o'clock. And former Major League Baseball all-star pitcher, former Toronto Blue Jay, Ricky Romero at 8.30. Better believe it. I'm excited to see what he thought about that game yesterday. Had a little bit of everything. Even a little bit of long ball, not for the Jays. Yeah. Singles, doubles, bases uh, stolen, I love strikeouts. You, I love how you said that, too. Look at all A little bit stuff. of long ball. A little ball. bit of long ball. Guys going yard. Goes hitting dingers. Yeah. Going moonshots and bombs. Did so. you? Uh, I know you did. But, Patrick, did you see that absurd catch in the Angels-A's game last oh, night? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Behind the back. Yeah. The no look. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. and Shohei uh, lost that game somehow. When he absolutely pitched a gem. A little rust from is the that... WBC. <laughs> oh, my. Just he was most... unreal last <laughs> night, too. Just the most Angels start to the season ever. Yeah. In that what... pitiful building in Oakland. Yeah. Um, I saw yesterday the stat. Last season, um, he had the fifth best OPS as a hitter. And the third best OPS as a pitcher. Oh, yeah. well, that's... And I'm like, oh, that's... my God. <laughs> How? Yeah, 300 mil plus 250 mil. Yeah. yeah. 250 yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever that guy wants, it's yours. Whatever you want. Yeah. Come on down. You're getting a top 10 and pitcher and hitter all into one dude. Not it, bad. Yeah. It's a pretty good package. And you're going to sell a ton of jerseys because they love him in Japan. He is a, uh, he's a deity in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite time in the morning. It's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Yeah, hi, friends. Welcome aboard your Friday morning. We're riding it into the weekend at a Flames game day. Flames and Canucks out in Vancouver tonight. Canucks. Yeah, that's them. Uh, the Jays began their season out in St. Louis. And what a wild one in opening day for the Toronto Blue Jays. Plus, we'll get you set for everything else going on this weekend as April has arrived. Flames and Canucks tonight in Vancouver's Calgary looks for a couple key points against their West Coast rival. At practice, the lines did not change, but we did see a fifth line of Adam Rzichka with Jacob Pelci on the left, Matt Coronado on the right. Seen taking a few laps out of practice. Michael Stone was also back and taking part, doing some rushes uh, with the group. He's missed the last 19 games, but out since February the 18th. Chris Tanev also Still not practicing. Okay, that that tweet that Patrick referred to, if you missed it, Patrick, why don't you uh, refresh us about what happened but, with the Chris Tanev thing? Yeah, so Ryan Pike on Twitter after the game uh, on Tuesday noticed uh, something different in the Flames dressing room that Chris Tanev's stall has been removed. Oh, God. Michael Stone's got a stall, and Matthew Coronado's got a stall. There's only 25 stalls in the Flames dressing room. Oh, boy. Chris Tanev, odd man out. He's important. 
He's really important. Very, very important. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if anything comes out of this in the next we, little bit. We got to ask Derek that question, too. Yeah. Uh, George, you've talked about this the last little bit. The Flames have killed 35 of the last 39 penalties they've faced over the last 14 games in March. It's 89.7% on the kill. It's second in the NHL over that span to only the Carolina Hurricanes. They're 6-5-2 and two over those games. Pretty good whenever they're killing penalties. Uh, that's something I've noticed with this team. And some teams grab a lot of momentum from their power play. That team up north does that a lot because that power play is an absolute wagon yeah. for the Oilers. But to me, when the Flames PK is working and they're and they're creating chances with Backland and Lindholm, all of a sudden, uh, it just it just gives the team a boost. And th- that's the number one sign to me. Well, there's two things. When Markstrom's mm-hmm. calm and net, and he looks controlled. It's going to be a good night for the Calgary Flames. And when that PK is working, Flames look like a good team. And we've seen that lately. I guess the numbers back up what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. 100%. All right. I was just giving you a little confirmation there. Thank that's you. all I was doing. A little pat on the back for you there, pal. Stupid George. Uh, so that's something a, right once in a while. So that's a good stat on the Flames. The penalty yep. kill is good. A not-so-good stat. Um, Elias Lindholm and Andrew Mangiapane are two of five players that have seen their goal total decline by at least 20 goals this season. Lindholm had 42. He's at 21. Mangiapane at 35. He's at 15. Pop quiz, George. Okay. Who are the other three players that have seen their total goal decline by at least 20 goals? On the Flames? No, across the entire NHL. So Mangiapane and Lindholm are two of the five across the entire NHL. You have to think of guys that had oh, really good years last one year. One is Austin Matthews. Ding. Correct. That would be a... Uh, uh, there it is. And how many more? There's two more of them. Um, there's one that's just outside as well after he scored yesterday. But uh, two of them from yesterday. Ooh. One of them has a little link to this club. Uh, Johnny Goudreau? He's correct on that one. He's 21 goals short of what he had last year because wow. he was over 40 last year. And, and even Matthew Kachuk, I think, what, the fifth NHLer now in NHL history to give 100 points back-to-back seasons with two different teams? Huh. It's in there somewhere. Too? Yeah, I get, I get that somewhere. Uh, that and might, might one, be the next pop quiz. And there's one more player who's there's down 20 goals. there's one more player who's I know down it. 20 goals. I think I know it. Uh, is it Kyle Connor? No, but that's a good guess. Ooh. Patty? Is it Chris Kreider? No, he what? scored yesterday oh. to make it 19. He was the six, but he scored yesterday to make it just 19 gap. It is Matt Duchesne, who is 21 oh. goals shot okay. in Nashville. Um, because obviously they had like eight guys have career sure. years last year, and it hasn't gone so well huh. this year. There you go. Uh, Canucks are 13-4-2 in their last 19 games. They rank top five in a bunch of categories over that span. Points percentage, goal differential, save percentage. Thatcher Demko has made his return to the lineup back on February 27th. Canucks are 8-3-1 since he's returned a 9-11 save percentage and a 2-5-9 goals against since coming back from a 35-game absence. Woo. The Canucks are also returning home from a three-game Central Division road trip, which uh, maybe that bodes well for the Calgary Flames. Patty has Flames talk with Aaron Vickers from 4-7. to seven. He'll have your warm-up with Lou from 7-8, to eight, and then Lou and Derek have the call at 8 o'clock. Derek's going to join us later in the show, too. Looking forward to this one tonight. Yesterday's action, let's get into it. If you were scoreboard watching for the Flames' sake, you would have had your eyes on the Predators and on the Penguins, two teams in desperate need of points in their separate conference playoff races, and the Predators incredibly shorthanded. No Yossi, no Duchesne, no Johansson, no Forsberg. They lost two defensemen during the game. 
UC Soros could only do so much. Skates to the near side, launches across ice, hits Malkin right on the tape. Over the line right wing, feeds in the slot, Dumoulin grips, throws it on goal, tapped in, they score! Jason Zucker atop the crease, puts it home, and the Penguins open the scoring late in the second. one nothing and Zucker's second in as many games. Josh gets off with the call on Penguins Radio as Jason Zucker gets his 26th. The Pens scored another one on the power play in the third period. They went at 2-0. Saros stopped 43 of 45, but the shorthanded Preds could not score. The Flames stay a point ahead of Nashville and two points back of Winnipeg entering tonight's action. But you know what, George? We don't talk about Nashville. We don't talk about Nashville. No. No, we don't. We just don't. Nashville. I feel like this, this is going to blow up in my face. Uh-huh. Because I've been disrespecting the Predators for weeks now, saying I don't take them seriously enough that they'll finish ahead of the Calgary Flames in the standings. Mm-hmm. I still stand by that statement. Mm-hmm. But it could, of course, blow up in my face here down the stretch. But they're really banged up, and they got a really tough schedule. So let's see. Uh, they're going to have to find some goals somewhere. Elsewhere, believe it or not, there was only two other games on a really busy slate that featured two playoff teams. In the West, it was the Oilers and the Kings. It was a key Pacific Division matchup. No Kevin Fiala for the Kings. out with a lower body injury. You were keeping an eye on this one. What did you think of uh, this divisional matchup and what could be a first-round matchup between the Oilers and the Kings? You know who was spectacular? Spectacular. Spectacular. (laughs) Spectacular last night. Stuart Skinner was absolutely unreal for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he made some big time saves as Brent Cron and I, we talked about what Wednesday ten bellers. I don't even know what a what the scale is, yeah, but he was sure. making some ten of those. Ten bell works. Yep, one hundred percent. He was fantastic, and that McDavid shorthanded goal was absolutely electric, where he broke in on the breakaway and beat Corpusallo with the little deke. Gets his three hundredth career goal. The arena erupted. Oilers on a tear, man. Like, those are the two hottest teams in the NHL right now, and they reside in the Pacific Division. They won the game 2-0 over L.A. Connor McDavid is the first player in NHL history to have five 10-game point streaks within a season. Well. Because, like, I guess Gretzky would have had, like, one 30-game point streak rather than, like, three 10-game point streaks. That feels weird because I feel like Lemieux didn't do that. Yeah, and I think that the other thing there is health, right? Like, Lemieux would probably miss a game here or there, and then that would ruin a streak, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. I was also surprised to see that the, that was a record that Connor McDavid now holds. So first NHL player with five 10-game point streaks within a season. The other game with both playoff teams was Devils and Rangers. They're on a crash course for a first-round series as the second and third seeds in the Metro. Tight check-in and a hard-fought game as it can tend to be in these type of tilts. The winner did come on the power play off the stick of trade deadline acquisition. Timo Meyer. it's just his fifth goal since uh, the trade. Okay, well, sorry. And seventh point. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you, but that doesn't make any sense. Gretzky had a 51-game point streak. Yeah. But that's like a, such a dumb record for Connor McDavid then. Yeah, I know. Wayne had a 51 streak games. He got a point. Yeah, but that's only one streak. No, yeah, I know, but I'm not, that's better than one McDavid. Oh, uh, oh, don't get me wrong. Know, I'm not saying that McDavid's is better. I'm just saying yeah. it's one of those stats that you're like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Pardon? It's like the John C. Riley gif yeah. where I'm like looking like, what? wait a minute. That makes no sense. <laughs> Professor Brule? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I think that's his name. Steve Brule. Steve Brule. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what? Okay. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, Timo Meyer. 51 is yeah. pretty awesome. Timo Meyer has five goals since being traded to New Jersey and just seven points in 14 games. Mm. What do you think about that? He's quietly not 
putting up a ton of points in New Jersey. Well, everybody was so super horny for Timo Meyer. He's going to be the difference maker for a lot of teams. Watch out for the New Jersey Devils. And he's been mad. He did score the power play goal yesterday. Maybe it's a jumping off point for him. The Devils do win it two to one. Jersey holds second in the Metro. They're just a point back of Carolina. Le Habitant were hosting the Panthers. Florida had lost to Ottawa on this trip before beating Toronto in OT the night prior. Not a loom, a lot of room for error, although. Uh, actually, no, that didn't change at all. The Penguins won, so no room for error if you were the Panthers. Uh, tied at one until a familiar face made his mark on the score sheet. Suzuki had it for a moment, lost in Ekblad up the far wing. Kachuk to Lundell. Drop pass, Kachuk, far circle, walks in, far circle, shot, he scores! Matthew Kachuk, his second of the game, and the Panthers lead by a pair. Only, uh... I guess marks on the score sheet for Matthew Kachuk. He had a hat trick and an assist. The Panthers beat the Red Wings 5-2, and Kachuk is now at 101 points on the season. He becomes just the fourth player to record back-to-back 100-point seasons after changing teams in the offseason. Do you know who the other three might have been? Give it to me again. 100 points in back-to-back seasons, although they had to change teams in the offseason. All right, let me... Is it anything recent? No, they're all from the 80s. Okay. Uh, let me come back to that. Keep going. Let all me right. come back to that. Only other Canadian team playing was the Senators hosting the Flyers. Philly scored three unanswered to send the game to OT, but it would be Alex DeBrinket scoring to give Ottawa a 5-4 win. Uh, he also fought Joel Farabee in this one, and it was a pretty good scrap. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw it, but DeBrinket had the rights going. Um, no time like the present to give her a little uh, spin here today, George. Oh, what do we have here? A huge congratulations to the San Jose Sharks. Ooh, okay. I like that, actually. Do you? I really want San Jose to win this, actually. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I it, don't know. It's just, it feels like San Jose is like, it's it's a different market. It's different from everybody else. I mean, it's going to suck because most of Bedard's games are going to be at 830. Yeah, uh, that will be a kind of a downside. If you're looking at somewhere where like at Columbus, at least it's a five o'clock start. I love like the, at least the, the games are in prime time. Teal. I don't know. Okay, can I go back <laughs> to can I go back to that question? The, the quiz? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, is Pat Lafontaine one of them? No. Pierre Turgeon? No. Uh, hold on. Uh, Mark Recchi? No. Wayne Gretzky did it when he went from Edmonton to L.A. Oh my God. Jimmy Carson did it as part of that deal going from L.A. to Edmonton. Playing with Gretzky. And Kevin th- Stevens? Nope. Oh, no. The other one was Hartford to New York. Mike Rogers. Ooh, former Flames I color guy. I got that. I was going to I was going to guess Brendan Shanahan maybe. Mm-hmm. But no. No, it, the, the biggest one was the Gretzky trade yeah. to LA that also brought back that, uh, Jimmy Carson. That 30 for 30 on the Gretzky trade is really good. That's the first one made. Really? really? King's Ransom was the first 30 for 30. Oh no hmm. way. Yep. Look at us just learning Look so much today on the show. Like uh, it's it's unbelievable the knowledge gap between back there on the other side of the <laughs> when it comes to these things. Yeah, it's the perfect balance. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. is. It really is. It really is. We got like, a little bit of everything. Like Alice can give us like stuff on weird e-sport or e-sports. And like the hip kids. What do you think about E3 shutting down? Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm going to be on not surprised. Oh, okay. Okay, what is that? Sorry. The uh, electronic, uh, it's the video game convention. What's yeah. That? yeah they Why aren't you do. surprised, Alex? Uh, it's not well run. We'll put it that way. Okay. Elsewhere, the Bruins okay, clinched on. the President's Trophy, uh, unless we want to talk more E3. Is that what we want to No? Okay. Um, 
They beat this the Blues. This is your turn to shine. They beat... Shine away, Guys, Maddie. Guys, you're really stepping on my toes here. Yeah. This Stop mowing t- Maddie's grass, okay? Stop being the John Deere's back there. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Okay. Boston beat Columbus 2-1 in overtime. Okay. Boston clinched the President's Trophy. Or Great. two weeks before the end of the regular season. Great. And they're on pace to be the best. They need to go 5-2 and two the rest of the way to be the best regular season team in NHL history. Think they do it? And you know what that means to me? Who cares <laughs> if they don't win the Stanley Cup? Honestly. I, Honestly. Like, we were saying it. The last time a President's Trophy winner won the yeah. Stanley Cup was over a decade ago. Yeah. More recently, a President's Trophy winner has been swept in the opening round. Yeah. It's just like, it's just Patrick, when, when the Warriors won 73 games, they didn't win the title. Nope. Like, show me he wins the chip. Anyway, go ahead. Show me when he wins the chip. Sorry, I like that. Was that. My MBA that was speak. really good. My MBA speak. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Calgary, idiot. Shut up. Elsewhere, Tampa beat Washington. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Up. Sorry, go ahead. Red hockey, Wings. hockey, hockey. Puck, puck, puck. Red. Puck, 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 puck. Puck, 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 All right. Red Wings beat the Reeling Hurricanes 3-2. Third straight loss for Carolina. They're just one point up on New Jersey for first in the Metro. Seattle beat Anaheim 4-1. Sharks beat the Knights in overtime 4-3. Look out for San Jose, baby. Uh, Vegas did clinch a playoff spot yesterday, but with the loss to San Jose, they're just two points up on Edmonton for the division lead. And the Oilers have the heavy edge in the tiebreaker. Six more regulation wins at Vegas. Jack Eichel going to the playoffs for the first time. Congratulations. Three games apart from the Flames and Canucks tonight. Jets host the Red Wings at six, so something to keep an eye on there. Elsewhere, it's the Rangers and Sabres. That goes at five. That'll be on Sportsnet later. Stars and Yotes, that's an 8.30 mm. start. It was opening day in the MLB yesterday as the Blue Jays took on the Cardinals down in stabby St. Louis. Alec Manoa against Miles Mikolas for the pitching matchup. To me, feels like one of the harder days to be a pitcher, George. Opening day, you get so amped up trying to control your emotions, and uh, it's difficult. Yeah, th- there's lots to break down. Do you have clips or what do you? What I do you got have? so much for this one. Like I, I don't even know where to begin. Like it started in the first inning for the Toronto Blue Jays. The pitch, her ball looped up the middle, base hit into center field. Bachet will score. Varsho's flying around the bases. He's coming to the plate, and it's three nothing in the first. For Toronto. So Dalton Varsho had an RBI double to start off the game. Uh, Alejandro Kirk knocked it in with uh, two RBIs there. So 3 nothing after the top of the first. Then it was Alec Manoa's turn to go out and show what he could do. But he also had his fair share of jitters. The pitch. Swing on a line drive into left field. Sinking quickly next to the line. It's in for a base hit. A long bounce played by Varsho. Donovan's coming around third. He's in to score. So he allows the opening run there. But the thing is, like, the Bo Bichette error shortly before that yeah. really led to all of this. Um, Bo was uh, very Jekyll and Hyde yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just terrible decisions uh, in the infield and making some just poor. It's just he looked out of sorts at in defensively yesterday, but offensively he was an absolute dynamo. He looked a little overexcited. Uh, back to the big Puma and something that Ben Wagner told us yesterday that I, I totally noticed the velo is down for the big Puma. Like if he's gonna throw low, if he's gonna throw around ninety two, that's not good enough for his fastball. That thing needs to be around ninety four, ninety five. It started and, out there, but then it started to dip again. Yeah, like that, the adrenaline yeah, kicked he, in, like he said. That's then, an issue. Um, that if his velocity, his fastball velocity is down, that could be an issue for Alec Manoa this season. Bo did double in the second inning. That scored George Springer. So Bo gets a run on the board in the second, maybe undoing that error. No scoring in the bottom of the second and the top of the third, but it was really just a brief nap for the bats. 
Tyler O'Neill hit a two-run shot off Alec Manoa in the bottom of the third. Tied a Major League Baseball record. He's uh, now homered in four straight opening days. Yep. Wow. Canadian. So strange. Yeah, played for Canada at the World Baseball Classic. Dalton Varsho scored uh, George Springer with a sack fly in the top of the fourth. Then Brendan Donovan hit a two-run homer off Manoa in the bottom of the fourth. So the big Puma was pulled after just three and a third innings. Same as the Cardinals starter. But like you said, George, the velocity was down early on for him. Zach Pop came in, induced a double play to exit the inning, tied at five. The Jays looked to add in the fifth inning, but it would be Varsho grounding out with the bases loaded to keep it all locked up. More scoring in the bottom of the sixth. Paul Goldschmidt knocked home Brendan Donovan with a single, but the Jays got it right back on a Matt Chapman RBI. Should mention, this game was maybe not the banner contest for the new runtime. The game itself will probably crush the average for day one, but it did have a little bit of everything. Starters struggling, lots of bullpen calls, lots of scoring. The Cardinals did take another lead with 20-year-old Jordan Walker knocking in a run in the bottom of the seventh, but the Jays came right back in the top of the eighth. The one-two, swing and a line drive, base hit into right field. Springer is in to tie the game. Bichette is coming to the plate. Here's the throw, not in time. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. delivers. A two-run base hit, and the Blue Jays have an 8-7 lead in the eighth. Second hit of the game for Vladdy. Yeah, um, Vladdy was great uh, yesterday, and that was off um, Hicks, who was throwing uh, absolute smoke. Jordan Hicks throwing over well over 100 miles an hour. Yep. Real quick, too. They got um, some heat Bo- in that bullpen. Yeah, Bo Bichette uh, blowing Louis Rivera's stop sign. Didn't even care. Nope. Still scored a run. I also want to get to something, too, that uh, obviously we don't, we, weren't, we wouldn't even talk about because the Blue Jays actually won this game. Um, John Schneider in prime playoff four making bad decisions where he pulled Eric Swanson to bring in Tim Meza. I don't know why, Patty. Swanson was cruising, and then Meza goes out there and gets hit hard. Like, I don't... Yeah, and then Mesa got stuck out there with Paul Goldschmidt. He had yeah, to retire yeah. one of the lefties. Just he a terrible decision. Yeah, and the Bobichet decision with the bases loaded as he goes for the double play when it's a tie game when you clearly have to throw the ball home. And even Buck Martinez was tearing into him, and even Joe Siddle uh, during the break was tearing into him. Mm-hmm. Bo, just use your brain. Like you go out there hacking, you Come know, get tons ball. of hits. Him and Springer racking up all these hits, scoring all these runs. But, man, that guy's frustrating to watch defensively. You can't score it's only 10 the runs first game. all the time. It's only the first game. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, she was a roller coaster. Uh, the Jays did take that lead off of the Vladdy RBIs. But they brought in Yimmy Garcia. Uh, couldn't hold Fort. Arenado, top-tier talent over the last decade in the majors. 0-1-1. Swing and a liner up the line and left, and that is a fair ball into the corner, and it hops off the warning track, goes over the wall, an automatic double for Arenado that will cash in a pair of runs. That made it 9-8, and the Jays were trailing once again. A couple of nice plays by Kiermaier and uh, Matt Chapman would end that inning, though, and and limit the damage. Yesterday was another example of... um... Even though they they surrendered nine runs, there was some run prevention in that game yesterday, especially in the outfield, especially early on. George Springer made a nice catch in the outfield uh, later on in the contest as well. By the way, I don't know about you guys, but seeing Kevin Kiermaier in a Jays uniform, whether it was in the like the weirdest part for me was in the, the promo, to be honest. Yeah, because you're so used to like 
seen him as like a bad guy yep. in those commercials. And yep. he's sitting there with his big smile on. And you're like, God, he's the kind of <laughs> handsome looking dude. He looks like he knows his stuff. God. Mm-hmm. Heck. Like Kevin Kiermaier saying he wants to be the best number nine hitter in baseball <laughs> is like saying I want to be the fastest skater on my beer league team. Like it's hey, that's great. When you get a good if you got a good if a nine hitter's leading off an inning and it goes nine one two and your nine is really good. That helps out a lot. Well, of course, but still. And we had that last yesterday. It was a nine. It was a eight nine one to yep. close the game out. Not that I disliked Kevin Kiermeyer, but I just thought it was one of those. A lot things of Rays where, vibes. Still. Yeah, it'll take a little while. There's a to lot get of Rays stink to, on him. Yeah, a lot of. Ra- yeah. <laughs> what is that? The trough? Ugh, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Um, could the Jays change the lead one last time in the ninth? Let's find out. The one one. Loops a slider in the air out to center. O'Neill drifts back and over. He makes the catch. Kiermaier tags. He's coming down the line. He will score. Oh, Vladimir yeah. Guerrero Jr. drives it to center for a sacrifice fly. Give me a good sack fly call. You want, yeah, but you want a professional at bat to score a run. Watch that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at bat yesterday. And he's fist pumping Next on his ball. way to the dugout because he knows exactly Gotta what he's do. done got to do to win ball games that put the jays up by one run so in came uh the starling canuck jordan romano to shut this thing down the o2 slider swing and a miss edmund down on strikes one away in the ninth the 2-2 slider tapped to the right side into gravity at second merrifield is there two away two down nobody on blue jays by a run in the ninth the one two pitch swing and a miss to finish the ball game Never in doubt, baby. Jordan Romano was dealing. Uh, you watched the win probability of that game, the graph. It's Roller like coaster, all baby. Over the place. It was like a Nikita Zadorov game. <laughs> Buckle Pretty in. Much. Pretty much. Six uh, flags over St. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Jays take a crazy 10 9 opening day win. Springer was 5 for 4 with 4 1 Ooh. runs, while Bobuchette was 4 for 6 with 2 runs. They also knocked in a couple of RBI on those 9 hits. They're the 14th pair of teammates. To each have four hits on opening day since 1901. Wow. Did you know Bo's dad was part of one of those duos with the 1999 Rockies when Dante Bichette did it alongside Larry Vinny Walker? Castillo? Oh, Vinny Castillo. They George. just hammered the ball then. Yeah, they did. Well, because they didn't have the humidor yeah. at Coors Field yet. I got another pop quiz here for you. Okay. This pop one uh, inspired by uh, yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday when you guys were just like randomly naming off twins from like the mid 90s? Yeah. 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 All right, so here you go. Um, I named Vinny Castillo and Dante Bichette. How many players can you name from the 1999 Rockies, not including those two? And you already mentioned one. Larry okay. Walker. Todd Helton. Well, Larry Walker's there. Uh, Todd, Todd Helton. Helton. Andreas yep. Galarraga. Ooh, the big cat. Helton, oh, yeah. Uh, Galarraga? What was that? Andreas, Andreas Galarraga. Galarraga. The big s- cat. He played for the Expos. It starts with a G? Yeah. Yeah, Galarraga. Not this Northern year. There. Oh. Nope. You get a buzz. Yeah. I'm trying to think. You've got two. I'm trying to think of who was the big time pitcher for that team, too. Oh, my God. 1999? 1999. They had a 17-win pitcher that year. He went 17 and 11. He was 30 years old. Oh, my goodness. And I know the closer. Mm. Trevor Hoffman? He wasn't on that team. No. He was on the Padres. Nope. No Hoffman here. That's uh, a bad guess. Uh, uh, give me one more before I oh have my. to. Come on. You got one? Oh, I know this. I know this. 
1999 Colorado Rockies. Dante Bichette, Larry Walker, Jim Leland was the, Jim manager. Leland was the manager. Leland, <laughs> 72 and 90 in the NL West. Oof. They didn't have a good year. Do you concede? Do you got any Could I have interested you in a Pedro Astacio? Okay. Brian Bohannon? Okay. Daryl Kyle? Oh, the late the great Daryl Kyle. Who was the 17 game 17 and 11 was Pedro Astacio. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's the catcher? Henry Blanco. Yeah, Henry Blanco. Didn't he play for the Blue Jays, too? No, that's not the same Blanco. Henry Blanco? Let me tell you. Yeah, he was a J. Yeah, he was a J. Man, that guy. Right at the, okay. end, right at the end of his career yes, for like yes. a heartbeat. Okay. For so, all of 15 games. Okay. You want the scariest dude I've ever seen in the clubhouse? Yes. Henry Blanco. Why? Oh, man. That guy had some tattoos, and he had oh. like that evil like look on his face. Like, do not talk to me, son. He was always snarling. I will snarling. tear off your big head. <laughs> Well, you did decent. I'm going to have more pop quizzes on random MLB teams over the last decades for the rest of the MLB season. Runtime on that game was three hours and 39 minutes. Thoughts? Well, there was 34 hits. Yeah, nobody cares. It was a ton of action. Yeah. It was great. How long would that game have been without the pitch Four and a half hours? Yeah. For sure. It would be crazy. There's nothing wrong with a game that goes longer that has a lot of action in it. I agree. Yep. Uh, Raptors, it was the longest game yesterday, uh, without a doubt. Raptors kick off their final road trip of the season. Uh, five gamers stops in Philly, Charlotte, and Boston. Two games against the Hornets in Boston during their stay, but first a game against Philly tonight, 5 p.m. tip. You can catch it on Sportsnet 1. That's also where you can watch the Sunday game against Charlotte at 11 o'clock. Toronto enters action 38-38. and 38. They're 500 for the first time since December 9th when they were 13-13. and 13. March Madness, Final Four is Saturday Number nine, FL Atlantic goes against number five, San Diego State at 4.09. Number five, Miami, Florida goes against number four, Yukon at 6.49. The final will be Monday night. On the PGA Tour, the Valero is an absolute mess. There was a bunch of fog yesterday, so the leaderboard is a gong show. But Friday, they'll play most around one and some around two. Uh, Liv has their third event. It's Liv Orlando down at Orange County National. That'll get going at 11.15. Uh, also, just wanted to let you know about uh, some local things. Oh, and this. It's WrestleMania 39 this weekend. Roman Reigns and Cody uh, Rhodes in a match for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship match. And we got plenty of CanCon this weekend. Uh, some old legends like Edge has a match. You think you know me. That's a notable one. Uh, okay. How about a little Trish Stratish for you? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, a couple of Canadians, Let's all go. your favorites. Uh, Logan Paul's going to be there. Mm. Brock Lesnar. Ronda Rousey. Mm. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Fighting his son. Yeah, he's going to fight his son. Yeah, Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. Oh. They're, they don't get along, George. Really, listen, I, I can't get into Rey it right Mysterio, now. Rey Mysterio, the one with the mask? Yeah, he's yeah, Lucha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did the 619 where he span in between the, the two ropes. He was my brother's favorite. It doesn't okay. matter. Uh, and John Cena. That's going to be fun. Uh, WrestleMania 39 goes this weekend. Local notes, the WHL postseason begins tonight. The Hitmen are taking part. They're up in Red Deer to the Battle of the Rebels for games one and two tonight and tomorrow. 
7 o'clock starts before coming back for games 3 and 4 Monday and Wednesday at the Dome. You can hear tonight's game on our alternate stream on Sportsnet 960, uh, sportsnet.ca slash 960. Tomorrow's game will be on the air. The Wranglers have their final home game this regular season. It's at 1 o'clock today. They host Henderson. Oh, It's Kids Day, and they're going to unveil their new mascot. Cool. A new mascot joining uh, Harvey, Farley, Ralph, and Howie in the Calgary sports family. Um, and listen, we can't go through this without mentioning those that we've lost along the way. Uh, Derek, yeah. Volk, yeah. and of course, Harvey's original tongue. Yes. AJHL <laughs> South Division postseason rolls on over the weekend. I was trying to find a good Craig Tavish clip for that one. Yeah. Couldn't find anything. And I like but... how he waved it in the air. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, uh, yeah. it was like a draft recently where... Sportsnet no, okay. had him in there. They gave him the tongue, and they, Harvey had signed it. Like Craig McTavish didn't wear a helmet playing hockey no, in the NHL. That dude was wild. No, but like that wasn't that long ago. He was the last player to do Grandfathered it. Grandfathered yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, but no, but seriously, the guy did not wear a bucket playing in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Like, gave him five cool headaches. <laughs> the helmet gave you the headaches. Dumbest thing ever. Yeah, mm. he had big hair. Yeah, it was awesome. He's just skating around there with no bucket. Wait, what, he, he didn't he, care. No. Slap shots ringing around in the high 90s. Doesn't matter. Like, he don't played matter. until 1997. With no bucket. Ah! <laughs> that would have been so jarring. Even now, like guys are like, oh, you know, as Lugic's a, not wearing a visor. That's kind of dangerous. Oh, as this soon as guy, guy didn't loses. have a bucket. <laughs> and he played till 1997 without a bucket. No anyway, problem. Sorry. No problems. AJHL South Division postseason rolls on over the weekend. Game five between Brooks and Okotoks goes at 7 o'clock from the Centennial up in Brooks. That series tied at two. Go Oilers. Also at seven, the Drumheller Dragons have a chance to upset the Black Falls Bulldogs in game five tonight as Drum leads three games to one. That game at the Eagles Builder Center in Black Falls. Roughnecks on the road this weekend. They're down in San Diego to battle the Seals. Eight o'clock start tonight. Winner takes first in the West. Good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, we'll tee up the Flames and Canucks game tonight in Vancouver. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you, I'll tell you about the worst mm-hmm. banner ever. The worst banner? That was raised yesterday. Mm-hmm. We'll do that, and we'll talk to Nick Kiprios at 730. It's all straight ahead. Turn this up. The Big Show, Rustic and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your time is-